Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's May 13th, 2017. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Arian, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. So this is the day that a 22-year-old from Devon called Marcus Hutchins managed to kill a massive international ransomware attack called WannaCry, and he managed to do that from his parents' house in Devon. You will remember this story if you live in the UK because it's the attack that affected the NHS, our health system. So 20,000 appointments and operations were cancelled, x-rays and test results and patient records became unavailable and Theresa May had to make a statement as if she knew what ransomware was. (laughs) It exposed the fact that the NHS was still using thousands of computers with Windows XP more than 10 (laughs) years after Windows XP had been replaced. But I know how to right click. (laughs) I'm not sure that situation's got any better since then by the way. I don't don't recall the story in which suddenly the NHS was going to get all brand new computers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the reason it was called WannaCry, this particular ransomware attack... Well, do you know, Arian? Do you know the reason it was called WannaCry? I think it was because of the file extension, which was .wncry or something. That's exactly it, WNCRY, which I think is better than calling it Wankery, although that might be the better title. <laughs> and more accurate. The group of hackers known as the Shadow Brokers had stolen from the National Security Agency this method of encrypting files and then being able to hold them to ransom. Obviously, that's not what the National Security Agency wanted to do with the technology, but that's what they used it for. And it didn't just infect the NHS. They uh, wankerily also infected (laughs) the Deutsche Bahn, Renault, Nissan, Honda, Telefonica, FedEx, Boeing, causing up to perhaps, some estimate, $8 billion in damage. Don't you reckon that, like, hacker names are so inspired by 80s sci-fi films? It's not surprising, I suppose, given that it's, like, tech boffins who are behind it. But, like, Shadow... What were they? Shadow Force or <laughs> whatever they... Yeah, the <laughs> Shadow, Shadow Brokers. Brokers. The Shadow Brokers, yeah, it's... Um, very Philip K. Dick. You can imagine them age 13 in the school computer room, can't you? Yeah. You know exactly who they were. <laughs> Some of them were. So when you read into Hutchins's story, which is a fascinating story, you do start to expose how young he was when he first got going on being a hacker and, and how much of his own skill set, which he impressively built up almost entirely himself just through being super passionate about it emerged when he was a really little kid and it, i mean it honestly i i am living in fear already of when my young daughter who's still under two but when she her own tech comprehension becomes better than my own and i know that it's only a few years away <laughs> that's yeah where, the tipping point where your child is better at technology than you is probably the thing that gets younger in each generation isn't it yeah. like it used to be that we'd all grow taller than our fathers like i feel right. like i don't you know i'm not sure my children will be taller than me but they're definitely going to be more technically proficient (laughs) by the time they're in double digits. Hutchins' mum tells about how she tried to keep him off the internet and he would just respond by creating, you know, workarounds. And it got to the point where she threatened to sever the internet connection entirely because he'd actually kicked her out of their own (laughs) broadband. (laughs) Yeah, my favourite story from that, actually, because I identified, because I wasn't a computer nerd at 
school but I definitely was on the Venn diagram of kids that hung around the library and the computer room I could you know I was I was able to go between both oh wow an all-rounder <laughs> yeah <laughs> double threat <laughs> to work around the protections that the school had put in place to stop people being able to look at whatever they wanted on the internet he managed to build his own proxy in Microsoft Word that enabled him to look at whatever he wanted. I bet he only used it to look at programming stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff that actually, if he'd have just explained why he wanted it, they'd be like, yes, of course you can learn computers. That's why we have computers. I wonder if he was also really handy with Clippy and WordArt. You know, that, that gets left <laughs> out of the wired profile. But if he's that good that he can build a proxy programming language in Word, presumably he can also do an absolutely kick-ass flyer. <laughs> Hutchins was still a teenager at this point and I think it, this is like a really good example of the fact that your technical development can run so far ahead of like your moral and ethical development we don't know a huge amount about Hutchins he's quite private but he comes off as a nice guy and then this character Vinny sent him drugs using Silk Road I mean you meet a guy called Vinny in a hackers forum on Silk Road and the next thing you know you're doing something illegal it's just so weird <laughs> and Vinny asked him to make fake forms to fill in online that you could mm. use to hack people's bank details for instance like they think they're putting their details into their online banking but they're actually just giving them to a hacker and Hutchins was very reluctant to do this according yeah, to him like he said at that point I realised that he wanted to steal people's money mm. but for the, the nine months that I spent previously working for him earning four figure sums <laughs> like that was fine because he was just stealing people's Facebook account details for fun yeah. but when he <laughs> wanted bank details I was like no way but the point was Vinny was able to threaten him because he said right I've got your date of birth and your address because mm. you gave it me when you wanted my drugs so now you're going to say that you don't want to do this evil stuff tough because you're gonna because otherwise I'll tell the FBI yeah and according to Marcus at this stage he was back on the straight and narrow and he was enrolled in community college and he was trying to use his powers for good rather than evil so he got himself in this sticky situation with this criminal but then he did start blogging didn't he saying basically like here is how malware works and mm. i'm a white hat hacker and i'm going to teach you how it all works and he foiled a plot by marai which was a lesser known malware attack from a few years before WannaCry, which landed on lloyd's bank amongst other mm. institutions and tellingly one of the methods he used to halt that attack was to reach out to the hackers and basically just say hey guys can you please stop doing this it's not worth <laughs> it and if you keep targeting corporations like lloyd's etc you're obviously gonna end up being caught and they did back off one of the techniques as well when he was writing to the guys behind marai was he was sending tweets from people who were overseas and unable to access their Lloyd's bank accounts and saying, like, mm. I can't get home now, I can't see my family, my wife's got mm. cancer or whatever. He was sending that to them, saying, look, mm. this has a human repercussion because he knew, as someone that had done it himself, that you're just not thinking about that, you're just chasing the glory. Yeah. But we should talk about WannaCry. So yeah. there was this huge international meltdown of computers... Marcus takes it upon himself to try and work out what's going on here. I mean, he also has a paid salary from a US company looking into yeah. malware. So, I mean, there's a benefit to him to look into how this malware is working. But he's actually on holiday when the whole thing strikes. And, and so this sort of ties into what you're saying, Ollie, about the, the sort of the interest that hackers have. They're just interested in the process and they, and they then kind of forget about the morality. But on holiday, he, he sees Twitter starts blowing up and this thing's going down. And so he then logs on partly out of interest, try to solve the problem. And that's that's what leads him to finding this really quite creative solution where he looks through the code, he, one of his hacker friends sends it to him of the piece of malware that's now wreaking havoc. And he finds this really specific and quite random looking web address that goes something like, 
EQF sod nine IFJOP dot com. Um, and it's he's to like, hear it read out. It, you sound like yeah. one of those 1990s modems. Starting up. Yeah. And so he looks into this and goes, well, what, what is this thing? And he sees that it's actually a domain address that hasn't been registered. And so for $10.69, he then registers his ownership of this thing. And he doesn't actually know what he's doing at this stage. But only three hours later, does he realize that in having taken control of that address, it's acted as a kill switch. And that even though the virus is still spreading out there, it's no longer having negative effects. And people aren't getting targeted with the message saying you owe us $300. And unless you give it to us, we're not going to unlock your computer and give you your data back. And Hutchins was pretty much immediately applauded as a hero. He was described as an accidental hero, which makes him sound a bit bumbly and yeah. some mothers do have him situation, <laughs> where obviously he's a cybersecurity researcher. <laughs> oh, Betty, I've gone and stopped the malware. <laughs> he has said himself, you know, he obviously didn't know that it would stop the virus in its tracks but he also knew but that it would spend do 10 something. years learning this stuff yeah. yeah yeah you know it wasn't completely out of nowhere yeah. no, no, no. and he was quite shy and retiring and it turns out that he had a very good reason to be because when he finally did embrace some of his celebrity by appearing at defcon which is a hacker convention in the u.s he was then arrested by the fbi at the airport as he was waiting to fly home mm. and that experience of being tried for criminal acts trying to steal people's bank details that lasted two years before Mm. he finally got let off basically by the judge who weighed his good deeds against his bad ones and said right well moral debt cancelled you've had this hanging over you for ages so goodbye and he ended up paying $200 administrative fee after all that. All that actually happened was that they had caught up with his actual crimes and he did then come out and say yeah, I did do all of that. You know, I, I think it must have been a very emotional moment for him mm. to finally be able to take that weight off his shoulders and basically own up to his past. Incidentally, if you do go to com, which I did this afternoon, I did copy and paste it, not transcribe it from an oral transmission, because that would be rather difficult. You still get the page that he put up there when he was first looking into what the bug was so it says this domain has been sinkholed by cryptos cryptos is the company that he works for sinkhold i'd never heard as a verb had you mm. not in this context no was like have you read the watford observer that cul-de-sac got majorly sinkhold no one ever says that <laughs> anyway it means that a hacker is looking into where all of the messages coming into it are going that's what sinkholing is mm. i was slightly disappointed it didn't have like a little easter egg on there for me to bother to type in all those letters oh you probably have all kinds of viruses and tracking software yeah. now on your computer. That's so, true. you know, your disappointment is only going to get worse. <laughs> Tomorrow. Even if they put Spoford in jail, he mm. could still use his mind to attack the people who he was attacking. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 